Welcome back to the Let's Be Friends podcast. Today, we have a new friend with us, Jessica Diedrich. You may know her from Instagram as Jessie the Thinker. She is a deep thinker, writer, speaker, consultant, and lover of the truth and defender of freedom. She has a passion for helping to guide people like a human compass into uncharted territories by mining out the complex topics in order to be bringing a greater understanding and clarity and wisdom for the roads that we are going to be navigating together ahead. Welcome to the podcast, Jesse. Hey, Kara. Hey, how's it going today? Good. I'm so excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this one. I'm excited to have you too. I've been really looking forward to chatting with you as well. It's really almost like God's bringing us together because you came into my like algorithm or my my life. Your compass started coming to me when I shared my testimony on Not Secret Societies and then you shared it. And then I went and looked at your page and I was like, oh my gosh, I love all the things that she's talking about on here. She's really calling out what's going on in this world and particularly the new age, Luciferianism, Satanism rebranded, and also the psychedelic stuff, which has been a big part of my awakening recently. Do you want to tell our listeners sort of like how you started waking up to things in this world not being exactly as we were taught in school? Oh, man. Well, I think, um, you know, a lot of my path is pretty typical to probably a large majority of people in the last two or three years, right? (laughs) With everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, Prior to 2020, I was, I had started to kind of wake up to a lot of the truth in the medical industry and like pharmaceuticals and FDA and Western medicine um, through just kind of my own personal health crisis and then trying to navigate my way out of that through diet and lifestyle and looking into all these alternative therapies. So it was like, you know, I had like some realization of, you know, that one is kind of a, can be a big shock for people to realize like, wait, this isn't all about my health. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, right. <laughs> so I had that kind of going for me initially. Um, and I knew the truth about, I'm guessing you might not say keywords on here. I'm all about like coding and disguising words. So oh, the yeah, thing, yeah. The pricks you get in your arms. Right. That's a good, that's very smart to say it that way. Isn't that okay. funny that we have to say it that way or jab or that thing, right. the Ovid, the pandemic. You got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. I don't say any of those keywords. So, um, so I was aware of some things like that, but you know, nothing like all the other topics and rabbit holes that I think so many of us have, they've either come on our radar or we've, you know, we dove in and we're trying to figure out what's really the truth of what's going on in this world and who's running it and what their agenda is. (laughs) And so it was, you know, it was probably, probably about the two month mark into the pandemic that (laughs) boom, I mean, just everything. I don't know. I somehow stumbled into one thing. And I remember for like two months, I was just like, Oh my gosh, like couldn't couldn't stop thinking about it, couldn't take a breath, you know, when you first yeah. stumble into kind of the oh, curtain yeah. being yep. pulled back. Yep. So, you know, I think it's been pretty typical my journey and in terms of just that's a lot of people. Yeah. The last few years. And 2020 vision. Yeah. My I mean, my many of my views have changed or, you know, done a complete 180 in the last few years. And for people who have been following my Instagram from the beginning, which was, I think I started it in August, August or September of 2020. Uh, That's when I started Here Comes Trouble, same time. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It took me a few months. And then finally, at first I was on Facebook, just on my personal page, Mm -hmm. like 
starting to speak up, which I had never done in, in my life. And, you know, so I took all the heat, like from my real, real, real world friends who right, were like, right. what happened to her? <laughs> and then I found my way into Instagram. And, you know, so if you, if you scroll all the way back, you can kind of take the journey with me. You can see a lot of my views or like my focus on certain things has shifted Yeah, and, um, you know, or completely changed. So I'm on the journey with everybody else. Yeah, that's kind of how I see it. I'm I'm happy to have you on the journey for sure. Like I, you say this on your page, I met most of my current friends on the internet. Same here. <laughs> Same Isn't here. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, but you're but you also say we are the news. The revolution won't be televised. It'll be uploaded, and it's uploaded by all of our online friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love all the connections that have come out of this. Like, there's been. I think all of us have had, you know a lot of loss and struggle and pain through this, but there has been just as much, if not more of like the gifts and the positive things and the new relationships that have come out of this. And I, I mean, I'm so grateful. Like there's no going back for sure. Oh, there's definitely no going back. We know what happened to Saul. Is it, um, no, not Saul's wife. Um, Saul didn't have a wife, uh, in, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, Lot. Yeah, Lot. That's right. Lot's wife turned to salt when she looked back. We don't want that to happen. There's no looking back. And you can't go back to the old ways. Once you, that's the interesting thing. Once somebody wakes up to what's going on in this world, truly, nobody goes back and says, oh, let me just jump back into um, the matrix and just go back to normal life as it was before. And just living for this world and and being part of a cog. I, I want to be a cog in the system. Nobody does that. We keep moving forward and it's not easy because you you do, like, I don't know about you and your friends from Facebook from before that were kind of questioning you, but I don't really have the same people in my life anymore as mm-hmm. I do now since I've become so vocal online. Like, even some certain family members are like, I don't even know how to be around you anymore, Kara. I'm not sure if you're going to try to convert me to Christianity now, or like if you're going to be calling out my ketamine treatment I just did or whatever it is, it's like they don't know even almost how to approach me because I've changed so much. But it's really amazing because when the old friends leave, like, you know, that song, Make New Friends, but it says, but keep the old one is silver, one is gold. Well, you get new online friends, you get new internet friends and new people do come in your life for sure. Yeah. 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 It's a blessing. It is a blessing. So one of the big things on your page that I love so much was you talking about the psychedelic movement, because I think this is a really yeah. hard one for people to see. And I it still blows my mind that I'm like calling this out now because I'm, I don't know if you know about me, but I did. I was a heavy psychedelic user for about two decades. I mean, I was a daily weed smoker and that's a, a mild hallucinogen for anybody who doesn't know. Okay. You, there you go. Now, you know, today's the day you learned weed is in, in the hallucinogenic category. <laughs> Well, I also did a lot of mushrooms. I loved doing it. I felt so good on them. I thought I was connecting with God. I thought I was helping heal myself. And then basically like uh, lightning struck me and I fell through a giant hole of rebirth and I was reborn and like accepted Jesus in my life and realized that I had been very mentally sick for a long, long time with depression, anxiety, anger issues, suicide ideation spiritual oppression and at times I think possession because I wasn't a Christian. I didn't have the Holy Spirit in me, but I really realized that that was a lot of it was tied to my psychedelic use because I was interacting with the spirit world without the armor of God, having no idea what I was doing. 
idolizing mm-hmm. these these um, psychedelics. Also, modern medicine, which we'll talk about as well in a little bit. But right now, I just really want to jump into what you've discovered as well about psychedelics and how that connects to the new age and the new world order and mind programming. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just say it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And um, yeah, that's how I found you was through that that testimony. And it was right as I had gotten into the psychedelic stuff. So I was like, wait a minute, you know, and I was pulling clips to share. And so that's how I found you. But I had, I mean, this was not on my radar because I've never been a drug user. I've never done psychedelics. I mean, this is just, you know, it just wasn't part of my world. And, um, and I've never been involved in new age stuff. And anyway, so it's really amazing knowing that about you after looking at your page, you really get it. And it's almost like you've been protected from it to, to really see it without having had to go into it. I applaud, yeah. I applaud you for that. Well, I mean, I, I grew up in a Christian home and I've just, you know, I've been a strong Christian for most of my life. So I definitely had that, you know, just that blessing. And that's, that's kind of been my life path. But so being able to observe it from the outside, but also a little bit as an insider from the standpoint of what I was seeing was, um, and this was something, you know, how something can be kind of like lingering in the back of your mind for like months and months, but you kind of don't, you know, it's just there, but you're not really thinking about it. And then one day you're like, all the dots start to connect. And I had noticed from the beginning, right? Because what happened when 2020 and all this happened and then the the freedom movement, the anti-V people started coming together, the, you know, all this. And it was a very broad umbrella, right? It was basically just anybody who doesn't want to be coerced into this stuff, people who just love freedom. And it's a broad tent. It's people of all beliefs and all religious backgrounds and all kinds of lifestyles and political ideologies. But, you know, naturally, you all just band together to fight this thing. Yeah. Well, I started noticing that how um, how prominent New Age ideas, vocab, practices, teachings, all these things were very interwoven with what, you know, I don't like labels, but just for the sake of, you know, who I'm talking about, like the freedom camp, the resistance, so to speak. (laughs) Yeah. And I, you know, I noticed it from the beginning, but I didn't, I just didn't think too much about it because obviously things were so intense and we're just focused on like, how do I keep my job? How do I say no? How do I get my kid out of school? Like, you know, all very pressing matters. Yeah. Well, back in the spring, uh, about maybe six months ago or so, I really, it really struck me how prominent and how even like a lot of like these conferences and tours that you could go to with, you know, kind of all like the the doctors or the freedom fighters on our side, how, how prominent, um, you know, you would go to these and it wasn't just about say no to the jab. It wasn't just about like speak up. It was also like, uh, breath work and meditation and manifest your best life. And, <laughs> you know, like kind of, you know, you've reincarnated for such a time as this and um, ascension. And, you know, we're all like, we're ascending and the 5D consciousness. And I could never figure out what they were talking about. I was like, someone asked me like, <laughs> you know, a year or two ago, like, you know, what do you think about 5d consciousness? And I was like, I don't know what the heck they're talking about. I was like, I'm here in the 3d. That's all I know. But, um, so, you know, you hear a lot of this lingo and there were, you know, there would be like these breakout sessions at these events and these tours. And 
I kind of was like, you know, why is that? And so I started kind of just looking at some of these themes and talking about them on my Instagram and what that led into. And, and, and I was discovering just how, now I knew from a Christian perspective, there were a lot of things I could just evaluate from my worldview. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, this is, I could tell where it was coming from, but I had never delved into the new age and Luciferianism and really understanding a lot of their core principles. I had never gone right. there. Right. When I was looking at that, it was, it was um, honestly pretty shocking and pretty concerning because what I learned about is how, you know, how you hear everybody talking about like, we're going from dark to light. We're um, humanity is coming out of the darkness. Humanity is waking up yep. and we're moving into the light and we're moving into a new age. And, you know, initially, if, if you don't have any understanding of where that language comes from, and honestly, I believe most people who use that language, they don't understand where it comes from. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the average yep. person. You're right. And especially if you are a Christian, you, you really don't understand the root of that. Like you believe when somebody says like, I'm going from dark to light, if you're a Christian, you're like, amen. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> yeah. because, uh, because we bring, Jesus you know, I would is bring, the light, right? Yeah. yeah. You bring your understanding into what someone else is saying. And so you'd be like going from dark to light. Yes. And, you know, obviously God is moving in the midst of this. So you're just, you know, kind of like riding this wave of what everybody is saying. And when I looked at, you know, what is this, what is Luciferianism and what are these roots and these core beliefs and where did it come from and discovering, um, you know, what they view as light and it's not the light of God. It is not Jesus Christ. It's a false light. Like there's not good and evil to them. It all exists on a spectrum. It's about this polarity and it's kind of more like the force. Yeah. It's not about like, it's, you know, it's not like God and Satan are not opposites, but to them, it's all just this, you know, this polarity of these kind of opposite forces. And so I, you know, there were a lot of different concepts. So I was, I started to dig into that. Well, that's the Hegelian dialect, which you're yes. talking about, which is the thesis, antithesis, and synthesis. And the thesis is incomplete in itself and demands a negation. The antithesis is the conflict solved by the synthesis. So you've got Satan is the dark. Okay, mm -hmm. that's the problem, the satanic stuff. Well, this light is going to be the solution. But the problem is, is that light because is, is Lucifer. It's Satan yeah. just dressed up, at, I like to say, with lipstick on and... It's um, it, it's it's like everything. Even Anton Lavey, the founder of the Church of Satan, is quoted saying that the New Age is literally just Luciferianism. It's Satanism rebranded. All the yes. things, the breath work, the meditation. He's like, give the, us back our tools. Yeah, I mean the duality complex and that, and that's going on ties to the Masons, ones who founded this country and their order out of chaos and everything and duality, putting two sides together. You got to take, oh, take the red pill or the blue pill. I'm going to take no pills. Right. They're too, right. be a Republican, be a Democrat. No, thanks. It's just the two sides of the same coin. They're just giving people the illusion that they have a choice. And you say right here, the awake community is aware and working in opposition to the dark new world order, which has been exposed as utterly evil, corrupt and satanic. But what if this awakening is not leading us into the true freedom, but into a false light, the quote, light new world order, which is Luciferian at its roots. Yes. Checkmate, girl. You you so well said. 
Yeah. And I would like to just quickly give credit here as well and point people to a good resource. Um, there's a girl named probably Alexandra and a lot of her work initially helped me grasp this framework. So check her out. She's got great videos and go to her website, but, um, so I just want to give a little plug there, but, um, yes, it is. It's the Hegelian dialectic. And one of those is the great reset versus the great awakening. Yes. So everybody's like, you know, the resistance camp camp freedom is like, say no to the great reset. And instead let's usher in the great awakening. And what they don't see is that the great reset is just the quote, like dark new world order side. It's like the left hand of Satan or left hand of Lucifer. And then over here, they play both sides. They've got the right hand coming in to quote, save the day. And what I now kind of call the light new world order, because it's not just one thing, you know, and when people think about the new world, order, think, oh my gosh, it's, it's evil. It's dark. It's oppressive. And yes, it is all those things. However, what we have to see is they play both sides and, 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 you know, one of the things that's to me, very telling is there's obviously this great wake up going on, right? Yeah. I mean, undeniable global people like you and I that are having the veil lifted and going, what the, what is going on? No, absolutely. Yes. So you're, you know, but the way that they're doing it to me is so in your face. To me, it's it's very clearly orchestrated. And that's that's kind of this thread I started pulling at about yeah. six months ago and asking people, look, we all feel like there's a wake up, right? The question is, is it happening organically or if someone's doing it? And if someone's doing it, who is the someone? Because that's really important to know. Yep. Who is that person? We've been, a, you know, we we have been in the dark about all this for decades and decades and centuries. And you're telling me that it's completely organic (laughs) that at this point in a span of like 18 months, the whole world kind of wakes up, obviously not the whole world, but you know, half of us. And um, so it, you know, I believe it's, it's orchestrated because you can just see it's blatant. Yes. Like there is an orchestrated controlled demolition going on where the darkness is being exposed. Yes. So you've got the very top elites up here and clearly they are shining the light. They're exposing the dark world order. Yes. Everything from the pharmaceutical industry and the corruption and the evil there to kind of like some of these big business systems to the government. Obviously, that's a huge one. Um, All of these all of these systems that are corrupt to the core and evil, they're intentionally exposing them. And some of them, they're trying to bring in a controlled demolition and break them down. But it's not just because, oh, that's bad. And now the people won. Yeah. It's because they're bringing us into their process that they call it this transmutation, this mental transmutation of exposing. And then we become aware. And then that awareness transitions into, we do something about it. We take on a new mindset and and unwittingly, we help them build the new. We help them build the light world order thinking 
Yay. Like yeah, we, no, it's 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 called we the people. It's hyperstition. It's uh which is a neologism that combines the words hyper and superstition describing the action of successful ideas into culture. Um, interestingly, a neologium is the invention of new words regarded to a certain psychotic disorder like schizophrenia. So like this, like people waking up, like kind of like, oh, what's going on? And then the hyperstition, that's they're getting hyper about it. They're changing them. The superstition is like, oh, well, this is going on in the world and this is going on in the world. And let me drop this conspiracy here and and this conspiracy theory. I don't know if you've seen the Great Awakening map. It's uh, a big, huge map. It talks about the secret space program and psychedelics and DMT and um, the Luciferian. It, it's got everything on there, but it gets people thinking and it gets them to research these rabbit holes and go into these places. They actually creating yeah, what yeah. the they're creating the, the rabbit matrix. holes are part of their tools yeah and they're making you think you're discovering things but this is what i call the luciferian labyrinth and the new age is a gigantic part of it where i saw mm-hmm. it happen to myself you wake up i had i not i didn't grow up in a christian home like you you're that's amazing that you have that foundation because you were filled with the holy spirit and you were protected by god through that but someone like me who has no biblical foundation honestly, didn't even believe Jesus had lived and that's God in the flesh. So I was a denier of God. I had an awakening in 2020 and then all by design through hyperstition, the things put out in the memes and the conspiracies that were planted in front of me and then add psychedelics onto it, which amplified it because it opens you to the spirit world. And we know with trauma-based mind control, we need um, disassociation that comes with psychedelics, that Mm -hmm. comes with medications, that comes with alcohol, that comes with meditation, all of those new age tactics and then you have to disassociate get out of your body and have the new programming put in well these hyperstitions are the new programming so i fell into the luciferian labyrinth and i started believing that i was part of the great awakening that i was ascending going into the 5d that i had past lives i hook line and sinker fell for it all and only by the grace of god through jesus christ coming to my life was i pulled out and freed from it so I've seen it by living yeah. it and I see exactly what they're doing and they are absolutely just trying to get people to go, oh, we're waking up from the dark oppression of this world and this is what we're going to create, new earth, which is that light that you're talking about, that great awakening and it's it's the same Yeah, they control thing. the counter narrative. Yeah, exactly. So the rabbit holes, like, yeah, many of them contain a lot of truth, sure. But you're like you're saying, getting lost in it, concluding we can't even know the truth. We can't know history. We can't know, you know, we we can't be certain about anything that leaves people very uh, unstable, very susceptible to the planting of other ideas. So I I think a lot of the rabbit holes have um, some things of what they want you to find in there, right? Things they want you to conclude. Yeah, and once I learned about Alice in Wonderland programming, which is a method of trauma-based mind control that's literally done sometimes on specific people, especially celebrities, big people they're using as idols to use as handlers on us. I learned about mm-hmm. the, even the movie, they use the movie Alice in Wonderland, literally when they're programming these people, what does Alice do? She eats something that makes her grow yes. big. That's probably a psychedelic to disassociate. Oh, she follows the me. white rabbit into a rabbit hole. This is, <laughs> and I, I started discovering that I was like, oh my God, I, I did like their trauma, they're MK altering 
all of us, and you fall into that yep. rabbit hole, you're following the rabbits, you're following the white rabbit. This is all trigger words and stuff. And then you get to a place where you're saying things where this is my truth. This is my right. truth. My truth. Yes. And you say this, quote, there's no such thing as your truth. There's your experience. There's your belief. But there is the truth. And that truth I discovered is God's truth because you can't have a truth and you can't have a truth and you can't have a truth. They'll just like cancel each other out. There is one ultimate truth here and it's not found in the rabbit hole. Yeah, that's good. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, so I started out on this, this new age thread, right. And because like I said, I, I was aware enough of some things that I was discerning, like, wait a minute, why am I you know, why am I, I kind of saw very two prominent types of spiritualities basically in the freedom camp. One was born again, Christians who are, you know, obviously don't like the immorality in society. They're finally getting some guts. We're finally finding our voice. We're standing up and going enough is enough. Like, right. You know, no to all these things. And no, I'm not watching a show called loose for on Netflix. Yeah. Like, (laughs) so you have that camp, but then you know, I could see this other camp was just kind of the quote, spiritual, not religious, which what they don't realize. And again, so I'm, you know, I'm not really pointing fingers at the vast majority of people. I believe 95% of people, they really don't understand. And that's why I'm talking about it um, on my page is because even if you're, you know, even if you're not a Christian, you don't, you don't hold those beliefs. What you need to understand is this counter narrative, this resistance that you have found yourself in, which I'm part of, I'm not separating myself from this, um, is you need to understand that has been just as much orchestrated. Do you think they did not account for the resistance movement? Like, do you, you think are, they were like, I love you. What's yes. going on? I have like, thought these same what are things. all these people doing? What do we do about them? Like, yep. no, this, you know, they're this not shock- that uncoordinated or unplanned or stupid they've planned for everything yes like it's been a shock and awe campaign right yeah where they're just like inducting us into their ceremonies of like and here's more esoteric knowledge which that's the hidden knowledge the occult knowledge and here's another way we operate and here's more stuff we do and here's everything we've been doing like so it's you know they're doing this is very intentional it's not an organic wake-up and so that, you know, so I'm looking at the Luciferian stuff and obviously one thing you will see pretty quickly when you get into that, um, is psychedelics. Now I, you know, I did not have any understanding interest, like nothing related to psychedelics. So that's why I think it's funny that here I am like six months later and it's like my gig. I'm like, yeah, it's what, it's what drew me to you too. I honestly wasn't <laughs> sure. I was like, I wonder if Jesse's done psychedelics or not. Like I'm going to find out when we nope. chat. Yeah. That, not a lick. <laughs> so it's awesome for you and I to be talking too, because we have, we see the same thing. Yeah. I did that and you didn't. And so we're come to the same conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. People always, and that's their first like thing they come at me with is, but have you tried them? And a lot of times I don't engage with it because I can tell, you know, certain things are just not worth your energy on the internet. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's like, listen, that's irrelevant. What I'm pointing at the end of the day, um, you as an individual, you get to make your choice, like what you want to participate in. Yeah. And you know, you may, somebody with a different worldview or different values or goals or understand at this point, they may decide they want to partake in psychedelics. And so what my message has been mainly on, on my page um, is 
First of all, I'm trying to wake people up to the fact that this is an agenda. The psychedelics, the plant-based medicine is not a happenstance, organic, crunchy, return to nature, grassroots movement. It is something that has been planned, orchestrated, and it is part of this quote, light new world order that is not in our favor. It's not in our benefit and it's not for our health. So that's been my first strategy is just, if you want to partake, you at least need to understand what you're stepping into and what you're stepping into is straight up agenda. Now, my second goal is, you know, is, is just from a personal standpoint as a Christian, just helping to educate people on, you know, the spirit world and and what you're doing when you're using these substances. And so I, I do talk about that and I talk about the new age versus, you know, the truth of Jesus Christ. And so, but my main thing has been to at least try to spare, you know, people from just falling right into this agenda. Well, I should have found you 20 years ago. No, well, I didn't know. I wasn't this person 20 years ago, right? We're always yeah, yeah it's been growing a, and learning. And, yeah. Um, so initially this, it's so funny because, and I think this is what helped me to, to put the, the pieces together quickly on this is because the way I happened to find out about psychedelics was not the way most people stumble into it. Most people either come into it through a spirituality, they're seeking like a spiritual experience or like a kind of a self-realization or, you know, some kind of self-help or God encounter. Yeah. Or they're exposed to it more recently from like a, a natural medicine, kind of this plant alternative medicine type thing. And I didn't come to know it through either of those. The way I stumbled into psychedelics was uh, back at the, I think it was like end of April, beginning of May, I heard that, you know, the World Economic Forum, their yearly summit, it's normally in Davos, it's normally in January. And this year in 2022, they postponed it to be in May. Um, so I, what I saw was there were these articles coming out that was like, forget Burning Man, um, shamans are heading to Davos this year. And there's going to be a medical psychedelic house of Davos. And I was like, wait, what? Red flag, sirens going off. Wait. Yeah, because here I am like new age and I know psychedelics are tied into that world, but I, you know, it just, I wasn't thinking about it. And I'm like, wait, what are psychedelics doing at the World Economic Forum Summit? Yeah. Like, all the red flags up. So I think because that was my initial kind of contact with it, yep. it made it very easy for me to see versus coming in the other way, just going, yeah, but there's this natural thing that's not a, no. a har- pharmaceutical. Sorry, I keep wanting to say a pharmaceutical. Harma- <laughs> because that's my code. I that's call it harma. It is. Well, yeah, it's got the word harm in it. And we know yeah. pharmacia, Greek, magic, poison pills. Yeah. Yeah. So Obviously anything in, you know, happening in Davos every year, like it's separate from the conference, but it's like, it's an integrated piece of it. Like right there in the center of the city, there's this promenade where normally fortune 500 companies are there. They're, you know, they've got their exhibits and they're there to, you know, mingle with the world's elite and the latest and greatest. They're, they're the ones who are orchestrating this, uh, new world order, which is a one world government, one world religion to usher in the Antichrist. And it all makes sense once you get biblical and you read the Bible and you understand this is literally um, Satan just trying desperately to, to say 
keep hold of this world because he knows Jesus is coming back. And God created this world and God is dominion. And honestly, it is done. It's already done. God has already won. And it's just when you see that the psychedelics were part of the Davos, and I, that's how it opened. I love how it opened your eyes because you already knew the Davos was corrupt and crooked. And um, what do you say? We'll, we'll be happy and own, you'll own nothing and be happy. Klaus yeah. Schwab, like, no, I'm not going to go in the metaverse where I can own nothing and be happy. Uh, for me, I am the other side that went to the psychedelics for spirituality for a connection to what I thought was God, to heal myself because I was traumatized. I had massive anger issues, massive suicide ideation since I was 16. I was depressed, anxiety. I was sick and broken. And it, you know, once I accepted Jesus in my life and have gone through this rebirth, I started praying to God about psychedelics because God is so good. He's going to give you the answers. Ask and thou shalt receive. And it took about Honestly, it took almost like a year of really praying and connecting with God. And he started showing me as I was ready because I was like, God, how did I get MK altered? I know I got mind program because I went asleep. <laughs> I went totally asleep. Well, it happened a few ways. One, I was misdiagnosed bipolar and I was on pharmacia for 10 years. Where did these pills come from? These mood stabilizers that I was on from MK Ultra from the 50s. Look at when all these pills came yeah. out. And then also God started showing me, Kara, you've done hundreds of psychedelic journeys. Look at the psychedelics. See when they got brought out. Look how the CIA promoted them. Look how they were part of the counterculture movement. Why did the CIA yep. start using them to learn how to mind control people? You need disassociation. Kara, you need the spirit world to be mind programmed. And I... And then I, I really got deeper on it and I started seeing that I call psychedelics the ultimate Stockholm syndrome because how do we get traumatized in this world? How did we get so broken? I think it's the fallen angels, these spirits that were cast out of heaven that are, have come in here and they're using trauma-based mind control. They're getting everybody traumatized in their life. People have, everybody has legit issues that's that's traumatized. Um, you can, we can all, and the new age loves trying to heal your trauma and do your shadow work, obsessed about trauma. Yeah, well, it's that yeah. trauma that takes you to try to heal. It's that trauma that took me to the psychedelics. So trauma-based mind control, trauma, check, take the psychedelics to heal myself. I'm disassociating. I'm leaving my body. That was the magic that was used. And then the new programming is brought on you on psychedelics. Then the programming's brought mm-hmm. on to me on psychedelics. I started seeing that I had had past lives. Spirits started talking to me. I started seeing buddha and ganesh and i was like oh my gosh these guys are gods these are my gods yeah, um spirit guides I, yeah, the ascended I masters felt oneness i felt oneness right. on psychedelics i felt like i could be i could heal myself i all of these lies were placed into my mind tree of knowledge stuff and it all came from that time on psychedelics because i thought i could heal myself i started thinking i was like a god or a goddess i started mm-hmm. thinking i was creating my reality i started feeling like um I was healed and that I was ascending. And the truth was none of that. None of that was the truth. It was always God's truth. Like you were talking about, there's only one truth to find in this world. And I did never got healed. You feel elated after doing psychedelics. You think that you are, you got it figured out. I'm so much better. I had this experience. You are going to fall off the cliff in a couple months or in a couple weeks. You're going to have to go back to the psychedelics. You're just going to keep having to go back. The only Mm -hmm. healing I've discovered that truly works is the Holy Spirit and it's free and you don't need a trip on it. And it's not being promoted by the Davos people. Yes. So true. Well, you, your testimony was actually one of the first things I stumbled onto right after I got into psychedelics. 
So I was looking at the World Economic Forum. And I was like, wait a minute, people, what, you know, <laughs> yeah. what's happening? And for those of you listening, all of this content, at least right now, is um in on my Instagram page. It's in my highlights. Look for the highlights called dark to light. So far, there's 10 of them and counting. I, you know, I just I never knew. Again, I never knew this thread was going to lead me where it has. And it's but Jesse the Thinker on Instagram. In yeah, Jesse underscore yep. the Thinker. And you'll have to probably type out the whole handle. I'm super like <laughs> shadow banned and all the good stuff. But um, so go through those highlights and start at the beginning. And the first three or four are not about psychedelics, but I always encourage people to start there simply because I believe the bigger picture for them coming onto the scene is this Luciferian light new world order agenda. And that's what the first few highlights are about. And then in like the fourth one, I, I move into psychedelics and your testimony had just come out, which I just love. And um, again, you know, maybe you would have wanted to walk a different path and, you know, wish that you'd, you'd had a different upbringing or whatnot, but it's, it's such a, it's the grace of God and it's, your gift is your story. And the fact that, you know, for every person that, you know, just yells at barks at me, like, well, have you ever done psychedelics? And it's like, you know, every person that turns around and barks at you, it's like, yeah, let me tell you about it. Like, oh, I, I get, did them yeah, oh, I get people love, they love to message me and say, Oh, I'm sorry you had bad trips. And I'm like, No, 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 yeah. I never no. had a bad trip. I never had a bad trip. I had fantastic trips. And by the way, MDMA was the, is is was created as a drug so people would fall in love with their handlers. They want you to feel good yeah. when you're being programmed. And um, but people will just say, well, they, oh, you, you, sorry, they didn't work for you. They didn't work for you. And I'm just like, and they're right. not working for you. Like, I guarantee no, actually they did. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee you're not, and it, you're not happy. Like I'm guarantee you're not healed. If you are searching with psychedelics, ever searching, never finding the truth. And what the funny kind of ironic thing about my testimony on secret societies and anybody who has, who doesn't know, what are you guys talking about? It's called Jesus Christ saved my life. I put, if you're honestly, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know about my testimony <laughs> yet, I'm offended, but it's Jesus Christ saved my life. Uh, Not So Secret Society is the podcast I co-host with Amy, Eyes on the Right. It's my other podcast. If you didn't know that, then are you really my friend? I'm just kidding. But anyways, mm-hmm. I wanted to come clean about having been part of the new age, but not being part of it anymore because people were kind of questioning Amy, my co-host, like, who are you co-hosting this podcast with? Is this girl new age? Right. And everybody's paranoid and rightfully so. Yeah. So they're like yeah. combing, you know, your profile going, wait, I see one eye. And yeah. You know, oh, so I've it's, gotten it all, girl. Everybody's on hyper alert. It's, yes. it's really, it's unfortunate. Yeah. And that podcast really blew up right away. It kind of went viral and we weren't expecting it. And so Amy kind of, you know, she had confronted me and I was still smoking pot when we started that. And mm-hmm. she kind of, conf- she confronted me about that. And I, you know, I don't want to get too much into that, but I realized it was an idol for me that I was putting in front of God. And it was also still opening me up to the spirit world. And I'm h- very sensitive. So for me, all to like, I- I'm hearing the voices and the spirits talking to me, even uh, high on weed. So she confronted me and I'm like, let's, okay, let me give my testimony and just tell our listeners I'm not new age anymore. I'm just going to cut. Right. I did the testimony. Just Share to kinda, your journey. And I had no idea what God truly had in mind for my testimony. And I can almost cry right now and I might, <laughs> but, and I'm, I feel like I'm going to like sharing that testimony. 
I had no idea. Like, because I have a book coming out, my memoir, Here Comes Trouble. But this testimony has just blown my mind on the effect that it's had on people. And truly, all glory to God. I am just a sinner who made all the mistakes. I fell for all the traps. And that's why I'm on here like um, with a megaphone telling people like there's all these traps out here and I fell for them and it was very hard to find my way out. And so I shared that testimony and Jesse, I have had thousands of messages. (laughs) I'm not even kidding you of people saying, I listened to your testimony and I quit doing psychedelics. I quit smoking weed. I quit drinking. I'm reading my Bible for the first time. I always hated God. I never trusted him. And I heard it doesn't matter the way people have come out to me, but I had no idea that that's what my testimony would end up doing that would touching people's lives or like, and you posted like a clip of it on your page. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, this testimony means something to people and and it's yeah, it's so powerful. Thank you. And I just it's so interesting to me because I want I don't know if people realize that I had no idea. Like I wasn't sharing my testimony really to help people. I was doing it to come clean to everybody that I wasn't new age anymore and can you leave me alone? <laughs> and Amy didn't pick some witch to be her podcast host to come on here. I'm not I'm, I'm not a Jesuit. I'm not a Mason. I'm not you know, the things that the messages I've gotten from people it's hilarious. And God has really yeah. refined me through this whole process. But it's just share your testimony, everybody. Share your testimony. Yeah. That's where the power is. It's in our story because what is our story? It's the grace of God in our life. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk a little bit more about um, big pharma and virtual reality yes. and the metaverse. And Man, Yeah. There's so much connected to this. I mean, we might I hope we can get it all into this one episode because honestly, there are so many facets of what is wrapped up in this psychedelic thing. (laughs) Like the psychedelic thing. It is. (laughs) Man, it's it really, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, so in terms, okay, so we'll talk about big pharma for, for starters. Um, we talk, you know, about this orchestrated bringing down of the dark new world, dark world order and, showing a light on the evil. Well, what has been one of the main exposures in the last two years? I would say besides politics, it's probably been the medical industry, right? Yep. And, um, you know, just the average person who didn't know anything is now thinking, you know, not only do I not want the V's, um, but I don't, think I don't want to give your... my dogs them either. Yeah. I don't, you're not touching my pets. No. I don't want your other drugs. I don't want your services. I don't want your hospitals because it food. seems like you try to kill me when I get in there. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so there's obviously there's a big spotlight on big Harma <laughs> and people, the current iteration Harma 1.0, let's say yep, is intentionally being parts of it are intentionally being exposed and collapsed and brought down. I think we're going to see more of it yep. coming, you know, the more people understand and and see things. Uh people don't want anything to do with it. So what is the opposite of that, right? If that's in the dark world order and that's part of the great reset, what's the opposite in the resistance camp now? Everybody wants, quote, alternative medicine, natural medicine, plant-based solutions, a return to nature. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of just what, what we would say is the opposite of big pharma. So what I, what I was noticing though, is most people's first encounter, just the average person, let's say in the last like year and a half, they were being exposed to psychedelics for the first time through the freedom camp, which a lot of it is like kind of health and wellness people. 
It's a lot of um, natural alternative practitioners and coaches and diet and lifestyle people and you know, these crunchy, let's like start a farm and raise goats. And, you know, it was coming in through that and it was, it's being portrayed as the alternative, as the solution. Yep. Let's go back to nature. And here are these amazing plant medicines that pharma has been suppressing for centuries and they've, you know, been practiced in all these indigenous cultures. And, you know, they don't want us to touch them because they bring awakening and awareness and enlightenment. And so the average person is just stumbling into it and thinking, I have found a natural cure. Yep. I have found the opposite of big pharma. Yep. Hegelian dialect, girl, you are so smart. Keep going. Exactly. Sorry. No, I just, I find smart people and I'm like, Ooh, what are you saying? <laughs> That's really what I do. I try to figure out what they're saying. Um, but and and here and here's the thing too and this gets into a whole other issue which you know I don't need to get into at the moment but I think one temptation is as we've all kind of woken up recently is anybody who is at all part of any sort of thing that we see as agenda the tendency is to go oh my gosh they're in on it like they're like we, we like to throw around the word controlled opposition or like that somehow they're knowingly doing these things. And I would like to submit that the vast majority of people have no idea what they're doing. Forgive them, father. They don't know what they do. Well, we're just all useful pawns. Yep. For the people. In, so if if you're, you know, just unknowingly, let's say you're just promoting these things because you genuinely just found them. Like you just found ayahuasca and it, you know, it changed your life. And if you're somebody who has a platform, whether you're a social media influencer or an athlete, just a natural, like a naturopathic doctor, like it's not that they know necessarily what they're doing, but they're allowed to be given that platform. And, you know, it, it appears as organic when really yeah. it's just, they're not stopping it. Like they're stopping other things there. It fuels the, you know, no, fuels you're, the flames. You're, you're a thousand percent right. Because did you know that I've done ayahuasca? That was part of what I did in 2020. Um, eventually, when I got involved with this new oh, age yeah. group, I needed further healing. I've got to do ayahuasca for exactly the reasons you just explained. That you're like, oh, this is the opposite of Rockefeller medicine, the petroleum-based pills that came out to make us sick, the harmakia, the modern medicine. Now that that's getting exposed by design, yeah. and then that that's the dark, and then the light is these plant medicines. Right. And, like, What's you, the opposite? Exactly like you said. Oh, they've been suppressing them, and indigenous cultures use them, and all that. And so I went, I did ayahuasca, and I, I've explained to people before, and my memoir is going to explain this much better. I am what the New Age would have called a seer. When I did psychedelics, mm -hmm. I, beings, which I would say, oh, these were aliens. I did it beings. The fallen angels, because I had no biblical foundation. I didn't know we don't channel beings. We don't talk to other things. These people are not our friends. It's the same ones that traumatize us. When I did ayahuasca, I saw Kali Ma. Kali Ma. This is a, a fallen angel appeared in front of me. And essentially, she mind melded with yeah, me, which is a, a real deity. thing. Yes. A, a Hindi god of destruction and death and rebirth. And she didn't bring me through Jesus Christ, the door of the only way to salvation. She took me further away mm -hmm. on the into the the light awakening, the great awakening. Mm -hmm. And I came the out. Hidden mysteries. Yeah. And I came out of that. This is the danger. Okay, look, I, I came out of that ayahuasca ceremony and eventually went deeper and deeper and deeper off the path and had to be delivered through Jesus Christ. The only way you can from these demonic strongholds in me. But this is the thing. 
Everybody, you want to know why psychedelics are a problem? I need to tell you right now. Yes, you will feel healed afterwards. You will empty your traumas. You will feel great. Now, what does the Bible say about an empty vessel that's not filled with the Holy Spirit? Seven more demons come inside of you. So if you don't empty yourself out and get rid of that trauma and fill yourself with the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ... Something else has to fill yeah. you up. You become, You're wide open. You become an empty vessel. And the spirit world, it's like uh, Paul tells us in Ephesians, we're not wrestling against the flesh. We're wrestling against the darkness and the principalities. The spirit world does not have bodies. They need vessels. We become mm-hmm. their vessels. They empty you out. Then they fill you up and you become sicker, uh, further possessed. You become exactly what Jesse's saying. You're accidentally now you're promoting what they want thinking that it was helping you Stockholm yeah. syndrome. So you don't yeah. you it's an illusion that you're healed. You won't be healed. You end up getting sicker down the road. Yeah. Yeah. And st- I think that's why we're both kind of sounding the alarm here. And so with, you know, this kind of pharmaceutical dark to light, you know, that's just one way of looking at it. And, you know, what's so crazy too is <laughs> This was a little over two months ago, right? So I'd been already been talking about this topic for a few months. Wouldn't you know it? And this is why I say, if you can't see this is orchestrated, the great awakening is orchestrated, not organic. Lo and behold, do you remember about nine weeks ago or so what hit the news? Bombshell news. SSRIs were debunked. Yep. So you're telling me and it wasn't even new research. It was like they just let the old original research see the light of day. They, they, you know, if it ends up in the national media, it's because they've decided to put it in the national media. I think we all catch, you know, we all get that by now. Yep. But so, you know, they're letting that see the light of day. You're, I mean, you're telling me after decades of this use, it just so happens they admit. Hey, these things do nothing. It's basically yep. like pl- placebo. And about a week or two, it was, it was within a week or two. What else came out? Alzheimer's medication was shown that it's based on 20 years of fabricated data. Wow. So two of the leading things were just like yep. de- debunked and shown, hey, guess what? These have been our main approaches they don't in Harma and they don't work. Uh, well, and they just, don't work. I mean, and I know again, I see, I love it. You and are good because you could, you've got the facts. You lay it out so clear. And then I can go, and I did that too. And you had the experience. 30,000 yeah. pills just for the bipolar misdiagnosis I had over eight years. I took all those SSRIs, mood stabilizers, all that stuff. Not only that, two different stints on <laughs> stints, like I was in prison on antidepressants in my 20s for a couple years and never made me happy. I literally swallowed those pills thinking they would make me happy. They never did. They make you more sick. They make you not care about life. What do they do? They make you disassociate like an empty vessel. This is again, so you can become a house for the spirit world. Um, so yeah, they, they do yeah. not work. They make you more sick. And it's so sad that it's all going to be by design. Oh, you need to get off your SSRIs because it's not easy. You're addicted and to here them. Come psychedelics. Bam, girl. Yeah. So it's, I mean, that's what people, that's why I'm talking about. People need to understand if you take these, please don't take them blindly. No, it's an agenda. It's orchestrated. Yep. They decide to let the cat out of the bag, let the whole world know, by the way, these drugs don't work right as there is this groundswell 
people within the movement are calling it, you know, the psychedelic renaissance. It's very clearly it's coming to the forefront in all aspects of society, which is something else I've been looking at from legal and education and business and like culture and entertainment and pop stars and just all the things. It's very clearly being given a center stage. Yep. Right. As they say, oh, the bad stuff doesn't work anymore. And people are going, we don't want those drugs. Well, what are they going to want? Here's the natural alternative. Hegelian dialect and, yet again. Yes. <laughs> Blue pill, and, red pill, dark, light, psychedelics, SSRIs. Come on, guys. Let's wake up. And what they're bringing to, and not that I'm, you know, personally, I'm not a proponent for the use of, even if it was like the purest, natural, non-GMO mushroom, whatever, like, you know, yeah. because of my beliefs, like, I don't believe it's beneficial. It's called magic helpful. mushrooms. God is right. very clear to us to not practice magic. But people need to know what's coming on the market. This is not going to be about your natural plant. There are dozens and dozens and dozens of patents in the works right now for all kinds of synthetic psilocybin, DMT, um, LSD, ketamine. Oh, obviously ketamine was already um, that's already on the market. Um, just everything you can think of, all these psychedelics that are, quote, plants what I call Harma 2.0 is arising and it's the light face of Harma. There are next gen, you know, bio pharmaceutical companies, startups. And this is, this is mainly in the last four years. So this is like, you know, it's obviously been in the works for longer, but if you look at the companies that have started up and the major research that's being funded and the laws starting to change and, celebrities coming out and talking about their experiences. It's all in the last four years, mainly even in the last two years. Yep. This is no coincidence. So, you know, the things that are coming on the scene, you need to know these are next gen Harma startups yep. that are developing these drugs. And, you know, they want to tweak them to, you know, do different things, whether it's like shorter trips or, they, they're trying to take out, quote, bad effects of trips. Some of them they're trying to make, um, they're trying to remove like the hallucinogenic effect so they can just be, they want to be able to rewire the brain's neural network without having the hallucinations. Yep. And I mean, there's all kinds of things they are doing. And these are drugs. They're just, they're synthetic pills yeah. developed by these pharmaceutical companies. They came from the fallen angels, the same ones that taught them trauma-based mind control because the fallen angels are using us as the vessels to do their dirty works. And I firmly believe like we are in a very critical time right now where we're going to see things happening a lot faster. I believe we're very close to end times. I don't know exactly. I'm, I'm not here to even say like where nobody knows the day Jesus is returning or what, but we do know they have some kind of deadline with 2030 with this agenda. And when you, I'm telling you, like I, last week it just hit me. I was like, what is the real danger of these psychedelics? And it is literally that when somebody like me, how I was doing them without Jesus, I didn't have the Holy Spirit. I think you've got the Antichrist spirit or the Holy Spirit. Come on. You're, you're, what is it? You're either filled with the Holy Spirit and God or you're not. And if you're not, it's what Luke, um, let's see, it's is a Luke 11, 24 through 26, an unclean spirit returns. When an unclean spirit comes out of a man, it passes through arid places seeking rest and then does not find it. And it says, I will return to the house I left. Upon its return, it finds a vacant house, clean swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself. And they go in and dwell there. The final plight of a man is worse than the first. So it will be with this wicked generation. This is exactly what it is. You are 
are a vessel. We have trauma. We have fractures in us. And you go to the psychedelics because your SSRIs didn't work. Your breath work didn't work. All that. Oh, and now they're legalizing these psychedelics. And oh, they're making them pills. You do that. You, it's magic. Pharmacia is magic. The spirit world is what you're going to to heal you. You get cleaned out. You don't, you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. So this is exactly what God tells us is going to happen. Seven other spirits more wicked than the first one are going to fill you up. And I will also say, people are like, what else do I do? You, you have a relationship with God and you pray to God and you ask him to heal you through Jesus and the Holy Spirit and he will. The same person, God, who miraculously created you also has the power to work miracles and to fill you with the Holy Spirit. It's free. You don't have to hallucinate. You don't have to do big pharma. You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I learned this, girl. I did th- literally 39 years of trying to heal myself with every single method. I've been to rehab. I took the pills. I did hundreds of psychedelic journeys. I did ayahuasca. I did DMT. I did talk therapy. I did behavioral therapy. I did electronic impulse therapy. I did everything. Wow. Nothing fixed me. I was to the point last winter before I accepted Jesus in my life. So sick. I don't know how I'm still alive. I had so many thoughts in my head telling me to kill myself because that's what it was for me. These voices got into my head. That's the spirit world Mm -hmm. strong held inside me because of my sinful life choices, particularly for mind melding on psychedelics with these spirits thinking they were my friends. And Mm -hmm. the only way I had relief or have been delivered was through Jesus Christ, accepting him as my Lord and Savior and allowing God to fill me with the Holy Spirit to be washed clean and born again. Yeah. yeah, I get on these little podiums. Wow. and I don't say I just say that. Get on your soapbox. <laughs> I have to. I have to because this is this is yeah. about salvation. And once, just like you see it, I see it too. And I, we just want to help our brothers and sisters, and they don't need to fall into the next phase trap, like you said, Harma two point oh. Yeah. That's <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> true. I know. And it's just obvious too. Like, look at Terrence McKenna and the Echelon Institute. Have you looked into that very much? No, I haven't. So Terrence McKenna, um, I did a bunch of research for a workshop that I just did called Leaving the Cult, Exposing Culture and the Occult. It's a five-part series. Mm-hmm. Anybody who wants to know more about how pop culture is being used for us to idol- idolize them, to follow the agendas they push, how the new age is the Luciferian trap and yoga and breath work and meditation and all that is just the a tactic to uh, bring you away from God. And I talk in the part three about modern medicine, Rockefeller medicine and how that was formed. Part four, I talk about the psychedelic movement and the role of that. And then part five is about deliverance and freedom. You can download that on the Let's Be Friends website. Or if you want to become a member, you can get access to all those videos on my membership platform. But when I was researching for this workshop, I discovered how the CIA, through this Gordon Wasson guy in the 50s who did psychedelics with Maria Sabina, a shaman witch in Mexico, brought these psychedelics back to the United States so that they could do exactly what they're doing now. But Terrence McKenna was also Mm -hmm. involved in this. His role was to help bring the psychedelics into the universities because they had to trickle it down and get it out into people during the counterculture movement of the 60s. Well, Terrence McKenna is part of the Echelon Institute, and he basically became a poster boy for the new dark age, This that they're trying to say <laughs> is the light age. And he was basically, um, this Echelon Institute is promoting psychedelics, promoting um, all these new age tactics and using psychedelics, but it's to heal yourself, but it's just mass mind control. And 
This is also yeah. connected to the MAPS, the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. Have you heard of MAPS? Yeah, they've been a pioneer oh, in all the research. I used for the to last go to their decades. meetings. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm following all, most of these things now. I'm following super closely. It's it's very interesting. Their ten principles were inspired by Burning Man, the Maps Institution, and we know no and, way. Yeah, and Burning Man's a giant occult ritual. You guys for transformation, yeah. spiritual rebirth as um, a fallen angel vessel. Listen to the Not So Secret Societies episodes on that. Well, the Maps page has an icon that says, "Learn, explore the world of psychedelics through Maps self-paced online course." The logo above it is a head with one eye. I'm just like, oh, oh my. man, it's so obvious once you see. Yeah, I think I would like to talk a little bit as we finish up chatting about yeah. virtual reality in the metaverse and how oh, yeah. I kind of see like we've just been discussing. We talked about Big Pharma and Harma 2.0 and the psychedelic yes. movement. And I kind of look at and you actually really opened my mind up to this, how this metaverse and the virtual reality and even the video games and us zoning out and watching these TV shows, it's kind mm -hmm. of based off what happens when people do psychedelics. Like when you're in that virtual reality world yeah. to be programmed, it feels like the same arena. Do you want to discuss a little bit about that? I mean, this is what's crazy. And again, the, the further I, the further I pull this thread, that's why I just think it's, it's almost hilarious that this is like where I spend most of my time now, like yeah. researching and, but it's because it's all connected yep. to, to what is coming. Yep. Um, so we talked about the medical part, but obviously we know a big part is the metaverse and the transhuman agenda, which, you know, you might think of it more as human plus or human 2.0 oh, and just blending <laughs> man and machine and, right. um, so one of the things that I asked myself is why, you know, why psychedelics, right? Because they could tear down all these old structures and they could come in with something else, right? Right. So why psychedelics? And I have a number of reasons, um, which I can't get into all of them right now. So I will, I'll go into the part about how it relates to the metaverse, but I'll just list them off really quickly. But um, one is, I believe that they want to understand consciousness. Psychedelics are the gateway to the human consciousness and the spirit world. And they want to understand how that works for the purposes of AI for mining our data. And they can do that with all the research. And anyway, consciousness, consciousness is a huge thing. Uh, the second is they want altered states and psychedelics produce altered states that are unique. Again, even different from like weed, which I know that now there's all the synthetic stuff that is like majorly hallucinogenic, but um, so altered states, which I'll come back to third is um psychedelics inherently contain a, a gateway, a trap door to the spiritual world yep. like you've described. And so I think they know that and they want that open portal to where people are being, they have a spiritual influence that is, again, it's unique to these substances. Um, the fourth one is they are actively studying how psychedelics facilitate belief change I mean, this is wild. This is a whole other thing we we can't get into right now, but with uh, neuroplasticity and CRISPR gene editing, this is all tying into human 2.0 and understanding how do these how do these drugs get people to radically shift their beliefs? Yep. And then how can we wire that into future humans? Um, and the last thing is uh, boundaries and psychedelics dissolve boundaries whether that's the boundary of self and personhood through this, you know, the ego death, the ego dissolution, which is what they're all about. Um, they need, they need people to have 
a boundaryless worldview in order to implement their one world goal. Um, there needs to be no I, no self. It needs to be all, we are one. Like I am you, you are me. I am God. I'm the tree so that the environment, so that the collective, so that the, I am God, like all of it works together. So that's just kind of, you know, people can dig into my highlights and maybe some future talks. We can talk about some of those other aspects, but you know, psychedelics are unique. And so the getting into the consciousness and the altered states thing, this is directly related to the metaverse because that is partially in a big way about these altered states. And they want to normalize operating in altered state, alternate realities. What is real, right? What appears as real? What am I interacting with as real? I do think, you know, there is part of that, like zoning people out and stuff. Disassociation is an absolute key yes, element to mind programming. It is. And so part of that is like mood control and just keeping people like pacified yeah. and somewhat happy. And there's all that stuff that ties into like Brave New World and Soma, which that's a whole other topic. But I, I feel like that's um, that's really what Soma is in that book. I believe it's it's psychedelics. But um but these, what was I going to say? Um, these altered states with the metaverse. Oh, so this is crazy. There is, um, there's a company recently that they are, um, it's called the technology company that developed it is called Isness D. So like is, isness D. And there's a company called Anuma that's using Isness D's technology platform to do these virtual reality, almost like psychedelic therapy. Now they're not using psychedelics. There's no drugs involved, but what they did was they did a study with virtual reality showing that the experience that people had in these virtual reality, like sessions where they were kind of doing like these meditation, these group oneness sessions, um, they showed that people's experience of self-transcendence was equal to that of a medium psilocybin or LSD trip. So this blows I mean, my mind. <laughs> is that yeah. not wild? It is. It's just the evolution of what they're doing with this. It's yeah. Making- Eventually, we probably won't even need the substances, or the substances exactly. will continue to alter. But they're the blending fact that- it with reality. Yes. Oh, they're also studying blending it, so people actually tripping, but also, wow. you know, in in a virtual reality space, but. So th- there's this technology and they're going through um, FDA uh, clearance right now for like a medical device, basically, because it's they're not using a, a substance. It's just, you know, the VR goggles and the the program where you can do it with people from around the world. So they talk about how this could be used to bring oneness and unity. They talk about the global consciousness. Once you know the keywords, yes, that's why I'm saying once you understand these new age roots, Regardless of how you feel about it, please at least give it a chance. Like look into these concepts because once you know the roots and then you see their connections to the UN and to all these different things, and then you start looking at these, you know, psychedelic startup companies, the language, it's all the same. They're talking about there's a very spiritual element. These these companies do not see themselves as big pharma. No. They are not just about a medication. They are very holistic and they're very vocal about it. They they want to talk about the whole person. That's the other thing about the light in your world order. It's going to look very holistic. 
Yep. Mind, body, spirit, emotions, like all of it. So there is a, you know, they're very spiritual. These, a lot of these companies are not just like, here's a substance for your depression. They talk about mindful medicine. They, a lot of them, a lot of them encourage or directly incorporate meditation. Yep. Um, so, so here's this virtual reality company, right? And you put the goggles on and it's like from people all over the world and how they appear, you know, in, in the virtual reality space, I don't see you as if you and I were doing, it, I wouldn't see you as a person, you would appear as a glowing ball of light oh, or energy. Gosh. Oh my god. And I'm like how can we because they ah. say it but they but also because it helps me dissociate from you as a person. Right. Like I'm I tend to have more positive feelings because I'm not seeing you know all these different things about you that I might associate with your beliefs or your background or wow. you know like I'm just seeing you as this energy and they talk about how it ha- helps you have compassion for that person wow. and you do these gentle movements in the virtual reality space and eventually you scoot closer and closer and closer. Like literally, you know, you could be in Sweden doing this, but I'm, you know, I'm actually physically moving. Like we're scooting closer to each other until finally we all blend into like one orb. (gasps) And Oh my gosh. But they're using this for end of life anxiety treatment. They're using this for corporate wellness retreats. They're using it as a meditation app. And again, this one is no substances involved, although they've talked about in the future, possibly doing research to incorporate psychedelics. But the point is this experience, this altered reality experience produced the same kinds of results as a medium trip on LSD or psilocybin. Like people came out of it and how they, how they gauge that they have a number of different markers for like how to uh, like score and evaluate like trips and stuff. But one of those, and I feel like this, you know, the red flag should be going up with people. One of those is what they call like the definition of self and, and so how you view yourself. And typically we think of it as like, I am me and I am separate from you, right? I exist. I have unique personhood. Here's where I start. Here's where I stop. Like, these are my boundaries. This is me. These are my thoughts, my skin, me. And after these experiences, when people, when they ask them about like, what is self and people expand their definition of self to include other people and other things, they call it self-transcendence to where now there really is no me. And can you see how this plays into the global reality? Because they don't want the male or female nation states, no boundaries. Um, If there is no you or me, then guess what? There's no mine and yours. Yep. There's no your bank account, my bank account. It's all the greater good. It's all this oneness. Yep. So, you know, that's just one example of the virtual reality directly in the psychedelic world. Yeah, that wow. That's you explain it so well. And as you're explaining that, like I I've even talked about my DMT trip that I took. Um, I've only done it one time. Um on this podcast and in the past, I think I, I even, I mean, this is like my erratum. I was kind of promoting it because like you said earlier on, like these people don't, we don't even realize that, you know, call them controlled op or what you don't realize that you're promoting what they want you to. It's all by right. design because you think that it healed you. You think it's good. 
And I'm now calling, I have a whole chapter in my book about the DMT trip and I caught the chapter right after that is the wrong turn. It literally no. took me down the wrong turn. When I took the DMT and this is dimethyl. People call that the God molecule, yes, right? Yes, the spirit molecule, the God molecule. Yeah. And Joe Rogan promotes it. He has a, oh, a, yeah. a, 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 <laughs> a documentary on Netflix called the spirit molecule, which guess what is why I ended up doing it. And can, Joe Rogan is yep. absolutely controlled opposition. He works for Sirius radio station. Sirius is the star that they worship their dog star their god star dog backwards god star canis one or canis two but anyways that's a whole nother thing but um i did dmt because i was on endless search for the truth for mm-hmm. which i found finally god's truth but at this time i blasted off on psychedelics and girl i left my body completely astral projected out of my body into another world this spirit world spirit realm well guess what i became an orb Amongst all these other orbs, it looked like no the Milky way. way. I was in space. We were oneness. We were. Wow. This is how the mind programming works. I see it. Psychedelics yeah. put you into the space so you can be ultimately exactly everything that you're explaining that they're they've learned and they've taken from that to create these softer mm-hmm. ways of doing it. The Hegelian dialect, right. the light way of doing it. But I literally like started believing in oneness and one big consciousness and all of the this this stuff but i've learned more Mm -hmm. when you look at metaverse meta means is death in hebrew the metaverse logo is the infinity logo like the snake eating its own tail the aborioris and the Mm -hmm. hourglass satan is connected to saturn saturn worship and saturn is chronos the god of time i talk about this stuff all the time satan is using time as a trap to trap our souls so that we believe we reincarnate and we live forever as one consciousness, I'm very afraid that that is hell. And you're going to go off to be with Satan forever in his fake counterfeit world because you became one. And just like, I think it's Revelations, um, I can't remember, nine that says like there'll be a time where people want to die and they can't. I'm afraid mm-hmm. that they're trapped in the metaverse of oneness because they've completely given themselves up to Satan and it's it's your their free will's just been taken over. I don't I don't know. I, there's something very sinister going on with all of this and I'm seeing yeah. the role that psychedelics are playing in it and it's, it's, it's yeah. and it's and it, you know I promoted this stuff. I made my mm-hmm. identity as someone who did it's like my book was originally about the awesome experiences I had on psychedelics and how I was healing myself and my bipolar and all of this. And then now I'm calling it out and yeah. I know how uncool this must sound like to all the people that were in my reality. Super before. unpopular. Yeah, it's not my, popular. My inbox is full. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and I and I'm just like I but the thing is it's what we said at the beginning. Once you see, once you wake up, you don't go back. Even if you're, yeah. it's like Jesus, like he wasn't here to make friends. I'm not, I've kind of thought about removing welcome to paradise from my Instagram and saying, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to <laughs> tell, say what I've shared and learned because yeah. I want. The truth is uncomfortable. It <laughs> is. Yeah, it is. And you, Jesse, yeah. you have such a wonderful way of sharing this. It's just, it's, imp- it's amazing that you were never trapped by the new age or deceived by the stuff because you get it so well. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm here. I'm trying to help, you know, wake people up and, you know, just shine a light on, look, all the, all the people, the they's, you know, we like to talk about they, Yeah. all the they's are investing big money yes. in psychedelics. Like, so, and we know Follow they're the not about your health. They're not about your well being. They're not about freedom. Um, 
I believe, you know, they, they will give an appearance of freedom, um, an appearance of light, but I would just caution people and I would encourage you, you know, listen to more of, of Kara's things and her testimonies, people who have, have come out the other side of this and, yeah. uh, go through my highlights, my dark to light highlights. And, um, you know, at least hear it out, dig into some of the research and understand that this is going to be portrayed as the light solution, as the natural solution, as a return to the earth. Um, and it's, it's anything but that it's, it's about, you know, they did the, the mass mind control, but it was, the mass was on a much smaller group, like back in the sixties, the counterculture movement. And they, you know, they were, I believe they were working it all out back then. And yep. now the mass is they're taking it global and it's for very nefarious reasons. So and, seven um, spirits can take you over. So you can be under the guise that you've cleaned yourself out and you're healed. The problem is you didn't get filled with the Holy spirit because you went to do magic to fix yourself. And then seven more dangerous spirits are going to come into you. And that's how they're going to amplify the new world order agenda, which is to bring in the antichrist. Jesse is also available to help you as a brand architect and business coach. She's casting vision and providing blueprints to help leaders walk into their God-given purpose. Through identifying your unique DNA, she's crafting strategies, content, and simple systems around your core identity that enables you to do what you love by being who you are. So if you've enjoyed listening <laughs> to Jesse talk about all this amazing stuff that she's discovered through her deep thinking. She also is helping people as a business coach and a brand architect. And Jesse, how can people work with you? How can yeah. They- um, you know, right now, the best way you can just, honestly, you can just get a hold of me on Instagram. Um, so far things are still working there. Um, yeah. And you know, I'm just, I'm passionate about, and this is another part of my story, you know, for another day, but um, God showing me that, you know, people always want to know their purpose and what should I do and what am I called to do? And he showed me that it's all about, you know, he created each one of us with unique DNA, with unique blueprints. And it's about discovering who you really are. And when you discover your true identity and who you are, you can't help, but do what you are. It will be a natural out- outflow of that. So I work with like leaders and authors and speakers and, and, and business people, um, to help them walk that out, to help realize, you know, who am I? Who did God make me to be? And how do I partner with him to create that expression? So I love that. And that's, that's amazing that you've discovered the blueprint that God gave you and it's to help other people. And also, you just have such a way of just simplifying things and putting it out clearly. You've just blown my mind like over and over again. Like, it's super fun to get on Jesse's Instagram, Jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E underscore the thinker. And just go on those highlights. Take a look at the different things that she's discovered and seen and and join her on this journey of walking back to God's truth and ultimately it's salvation. And Jesse, I'm definitely going to have to have you back on the podcast. We could talk for hours. Yeah, I would love it. Thank you so much for coming on and for being my new friend. Thanks, Kara. 